0: become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
1: The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
2: We know that you want to live an inspired and fulfilling life. Maybe there are a few things that you need to get you there.
1: Good morning. Thank you for joining me today on What Matters. How are you? This is the show that challenges you to make a difference. It is the show that motivates you to make a change within yourself that will carry ripples of positive change into the lives of those around you and well beyond. So for this one hour, here's what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you to spend the time listening, thinking about how this information presented here today applies to you. That's right, to you, not your significant other, your best friend, your child, your parent, or your coworker. just you. You are the only person you can really change. You are the only person you are responsible for, and you are the person that can truly make a difference. We are all very busy, and especially this time of the year, we get busier and busier, and we lead very busy lives. Sometimes we feel more alive when we're busy. We like that activity. It energizes us. But sometimes we just get distracted. We get caught up in the tasks and the obligations of our day. It might be easy to forget our goals or to lose focus. There is so much information available to us and it's easy to get overwhelmed and confused. We clutter our minds with all kinds of seemingly important stuff, but when it comes right down to it, we often take for granted the people and the actions that are most important to us and spend our energy on things that don't really matter. So this morning, let's start by creating our own sunshine. Sunshine that comes from within, no matter what your day is like today, The sunshine that you're going to carry with you comes from inside, and of course the spark of that sunshine is gratitude. So what are you grateful for today? Look around you, look at the things that you surround yourself with, what are you grateful for? I know in my world it's always about the cats, I am so grateful for the cats. And there's one on my lap right now who's moving my notes around just because she thinks she needs to organize me. And I love that. It makes my day more joyful. And who are the people in your life that you are grateful for? Are they with you now? Or have they gone off to work and school and into the world? Have you told them how grateful you are for them? Have you told them how much you appreciate them? This is so important to carry your gratitude forward. This morning, we are going to have a wonderful guest. And I am so excited that he is here. Now, we're going to take a short break right before we start. And when we come back, I'm going to introduce our guests. Now you don't have to stay
2: linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now back to What Matters.
3: Good morning. Thank you for joining me this morning. We have our guest, Robert Otto, on the line And Robert is the president and CEO of the International Association of Counselors and Therapists and the International Medical and Dental Hypnotherapy Association. And as such, he has used hypnosis in many, many ways. He's been responsible for so many trainings and programs in the last 30 years of work in um, the field of human potential. Robert, I want to welcome you this morning. How are you?
0: Well, good morning, Mary Beth. I'm doing excellent. I'd like to say that the first segment's going very easy. (laughs) (laughs) So how are you doing out there, dear?
3: I'm wonderful. And and sometimes the technology is a challenge for me, but that's okay.
0: (laughs) That's okay. Of course it's okay. We're having fun here. (laughs)
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, Robert, I'd I'd like to ask you um, to share with our listeners, first of all, how how you got into hypnosis, I and mean, how is it that that your professional career as a hypnosis even came to be?
0: Well, you know it was uh geez, I hate to go back in the years here. It's back in uh, oh, it was around nineteen seventy eight Mary Beth, and uh, I was in sales and I had a sales position with a uh, with 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 a company selling residential fire alarm systems. And they just wasn't really happy in, in doing what I was doing. Uh, mm-hmm. I liked the sales part of it, so to speak. I liked the freedom of traveling because I wasn't ever, I, I, I knew from when I was in high school that I was never going to work in a factory or punch a clock because that was just me and that was the mindset and I knew that I wasn't going to go there and I wasn't going to do that. So anyway, I was in sales for a few years. Uh, Through the 70s, I was in sales. And then around 1978, I stumbled across a hypnotherapist by the name of Frank Rocco. Frank Rocco, I believe, is still around today in the Philadelphia area. And Hmm. uh, I was just going and taking sessions from Frank Rocco. And I was doing like one session a week for any reason I could find a cause, and then two sessions a week and three sessions a week. And one day I was in Frank's office and he said, listen, I'm going to go down to a hypnosis conference in Philadelphia next weekend. He said, you seem to really like what's going on. Said, so why don't you come down to this conference and rub elbows with the big boys? <laughs> well, that sounds interesting. So I went down to that hypnosis conference and I walked in. And when I walked in and I remember it was uh October 28th or 29th of 1978. <laughs> I walked into that conference, and I said That's it. This is what I'm going to do with the rest of my life Wow, and, uh and here I am now, I think we're like thirty three years later, mm-hmm. uh, still there, never saw the factory, never punched a clock. Don't know what an unemployment line looks like <laughs> <You know? laughs> and it's been uh it's been a terrific ride. It really has been It's just uh I'll tell you what if you you know if 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 if, if hypnosis gets into your blood, you're done. You know
3: oh, I can uh, truly speak to
0: that <laughs> very addicting very addicting it's it's a challenge every day it's it's new it's it's a growth opportunity every day uh mhm mm-hmm. yes. and
3: you uh your work primarily was in group hypnosis
0: that oh uh, yeah, that is correct. I specialized okay. in uh non smoking and weight loss seminars. Mm-hmm. i had done a tremendous amount of work all up around Avon, Lake, Sandusky, Cleveland, uh, Dayton, Youngstown. I've mm-hmm. been, been through there for probably 26, 27 years I work in those areas.
3: Yes. And and you are also an incredible trainer. Um having been the the name in group hypnosis, you have shared that knowledge with many, many students of hypnosis now
0: uh yes, I have you know it's uh i'm working on perfecting this entire career <laughs> 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 i'm still working on perfecting it someday I'll be able to call myself a master you know but it's uh no it's you know Mary Beth, i'd actually worked with over. After I had retired my groups from working with the public about six years ago, I had worked with in excess of about 250,000 clients because they were all groups, you know.
3: Right, right. And
0: a lot of the groups were three and 400 at a time, 500 at a time or whatever, 1,000 at a time. And uh, a couple of years ago, I had the rare and unique opportunity to become the CEO of the International Medical and Dental Therapy Association, along with the International Association of Counselors and Therapists, it's actually two separate companies, two separate Mm -hmm. organizations. Mm
3: -hmm. And
0: uh, you know, it's like Coca-Cola owns uh, a vast amount of companies. It's like Philip Morris, the tobacco company, owns Kraft Foods. So I just happen to be the owner of of two separate and very distinctive hypnosis organizations. And uh, when that came about is when I decided to stop and retire my road work uh, therapy-wise and then begin to start teaching and instructing more of the people that are within the organization. Uh, we're about 10,000 members strong now.
3: Oh, that's incredible. I didn't realize the organization was that big.
0: Yes. We're, the, the goal was to be number one worldwide, and we're... Closing in on it fast. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Yes. Good. Well, um, I know that in addition to all of the professional contributions that you've made to the field of hypnosis, that you also have some very powerful stories about your own use of hypnosis for healing. And I wonder if you would be willing to share some of that story with us today.
0: Well yeah, I yeah, I do have a few healing stories and uh you know, the it's just that you know when when when, when something happens to an individual where you know, it's this could I could literally spend hours and hours on the subject of hypnosis and healing and how the average person is uh how the average person, Mary Beth, actually walks around through their entire life only ever functioning on what we would call the conscious analytical mind and durability. ability. So Mary Beth, that conscious analytical mind would actually be the mind that's listening to me now as I speak. So if someone out in the audience who is listening and they're, they're listening to me with their conscious analytical mind. And if this individual decided to become a non-smoker or to lose a few pounds or to remove a fear or a phobia or to try to alter or change their lifestyle in any one direction, chances are the only mind or ability that they would use to correct this problem would be the conscious analytical mind that they're now listening to me with so they would consciously say, I'm going to become thinner and thinner and thinner and thinner and thinner. And, thinner, and they may lose a pound of two or three, and then they can't stand it anymore, and they go back and eat twice as much. And so it's that, this is how they experience the yo-yo syndrome, lose three, gain five, lose seven, gain ten. How come mm-hmm. I can never do this successfully? Uh, they're only functioning on half of their gift, half of their inborn, free-given gift ability from birth. And half of that ability would be, the conscious analytical mind. It's a great Mm -hmm. gift, and it does many things for us. Uh, In the same scenario, a non-smoking or a person who wanted to become a non-smoker would say, uh, okay, I'm going to go from two packs a day to a pack to a half to to ten to five to three cigarettes a day and work their way all the way down to nothing, uh, functioning on half of their gift, and then they look for a reason uh, to start smoking again. So they want to become mean, rotten, nasty, fat, and irritable, yell at the dog, kick the cat, whatever the case may be, (laughs) and go back and start smoking again. Functioning on half of their gift. What these individuals are never taught. They should have courses on this in, in grade school and in high school and in college. They should be teaching basic fundamental practices of what the entire conscious and subconscious mind are capable of doing. You know, Mary Beth, I've done over 5,000 group seminars. 5,000, think about that. That's 5,000 audiences through my career. That's that, that comes out to 300 groups a year was what I was doing, 300 wow. a year. And you know what? Out of all of those groups that I've ever conducted, out of all of those people that ever sat in front of me, I've asked one simple question. The question was, who in the room can stand up and tell me the functioning purpose of the conscious, but more importantly, who in the group can give me a well-defined definition and where the functioning purpose of the subconscious mind? 5,000 groups, 250,000 people, and I'm going to tell you, as I said here today, I never had anyone stand up, raise their hand, and give me a good, perfect, direct answer. <laughs> isn't that isn't that a shame?
3: And it is. Because so, so so much a part of us and yet we don't know how to use the tool.
0: Well, you know, the deal is, it's that you know, the bottom line is, is this, if you don't know what it is, where it is, or how to get to it, you're not going to know how to use it. So we're going to walk around like everybody else in society, massively hypnotized into believing that we can't self-hear ourselves, that we can't stop smoking, that we can't lose weight, that we can't create... Uh, abundance and prosperity in our life, we become massively hypnotized into believing that we have to punch a clock and get a job where we have good benefits, eye care, dental, and a good health program with a 401k and pray through your entire career that the company doesn't go belly up and throw you out and you're stuck with nothing. So, who's really hypnotized here? The individuals, you know, who, who, don't really know, or haven't taken the time, or haven't had the opportunity to learn about their free gift. <laughs> All of us have it from birth. You know, it's it's like you have to. I, I can sum it up real quickly. You know, when, when, whenever you decide that you want to do something, uh, I, I I have a really neat saying, and 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 my saying is, I will picture my miracle every day. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and it's a really good philosophy when and when you go back and you look at Chinese philosophy. An old Chinaman tell me one time when I was thirteen years old, and that had happened to been in China. And I don't remember the exact circumstance, but I remember the the, the broken English when he told me, Otto, he said, "You remember from birth to death, you move direction, dominant thought." Well, wow, how true is that, you know? Mm-hmm. So. When we, if we're moving in direction of dominant thought, Mary Beth, and if we want to talk about becoming, uh, healing ourselves, self-healing, or to improve behavior modifications, you know, I, I consider it a miracle because it is a miracle that we can do this. But going back to the accident, uh, you know, it's, it's unique. I'm, I'm talking to you here, and I think the accident that you were referring to actually happened to me very young in my career. And it was probably one of the things that made me uh, stay in the field of hypnosis because I, I, I knew enough about hypnosis to begin to make a career that nowhere near had it perfected. I think someone can live a lifetime and never perfect the art of hypnosis or hypnotherapy. But anyway, it was on September the 28th, 1982, so I'm only two years fresh, Uh really started practicing in 1980, so it uh, was only two years into practicing hypnosis, and it was probably a year and a half into doing groups, educated enough in the field to know the difference between the conscious and subconscious mind and knew what it did, and uh I happened to walk into a friend of mine's shop who was working on a piece of equipment. And, uh, it was a big, it was a big garage and the door was probably 12 or 14 foot high and probably 18 to 20 foot wide. And we were just inside of the building and, uh, he was working on a piece of equipment that was powered by air. Something went wrong with a valve on that. And, and it was making a noise and blowing bubbles out of a corner or something. And there was three of us there. And there was a professor from Princeton University there with me. Anyway, we went over and all three of us looked down in this machine. And when we did, it let loose and it blew. And when it blew, it actually blew me out the door. It blew oh. me, I think, 42 feet from the garage door. I remember oh. flying through the air, looking up at the sky and seeing my feet. It really mm-hmm. threw me bad. And it was it mm-hmm. caught me in the head. It caught me in the chin and the, the whole upper right side of the head. It's a wonder it didn't really uh decapitate me as with the power and the force that it came out of there. Mm-hmm. And uh blew me forty two feet, went back, landed on my left shoulder when it landed, broke my collarbone and uh, was actually knocked out at that point, not knowing anything that happened. Uh mm-hmm. I could faintly hear, I would say it was was strange, I was like knocked out, but I could hear what was going on. I could hear the air in the garage over there rushing and the compressor was running. And uh, next thing I knew I was hearing sirens and uh, I was still there and I thought, wow this must be pretty bad. (laughs) Yeah, there's sirens coming and I couldn't get up, I couldn't move, I couldn't open my eyes. And then I actually felt, you know, and I don't want to go too far into this, but I actually felt myself rising above myself and looking down and ha- at that particular time having two very small children. Uh, but I, I, again, I couldn't talk. I couldn't move, but I could hear it. The only thing I, could, the only sense that I had was my, uh, my, my, my sense of hearing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I remember the technicians arriving at the scene of the accident. They came over and they sort of, uh, checked my pulse and stuff, and the guy stood up. I guess he stood up. I could like feel motion around me. Anyway, I remember him saying, uh, don't worry about this one. He's not going to make it. Go get the other guys. And, uh, they left me there for dead, actually. Uh, I went over to get the other people, and I did hear that. I, I, I heard him say that. Because when he said it, he sort of like dropped my arm. And, uh, I could hear them, co- the commotion with them leaving my side. And uh, I, I could still hear everything. Just I, I, just, I can rerun it today in my head like it was just happened three minutes ago. You know. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I remember not accepting that. I, this is not acceptable. I, I can't accept this. I have two babies at home, and uh, I can't do this. I I can't leave right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I have to be there to, to to share and to educate these children and, and to grow with them. And I remember literally setting up and screaming. I sat up. And when I sat up, I like pounded both fists into the ground screaming. And when I did that, they heard me and they turned around and came back. And uh, so I was life flighted to a hospital and I had uh, broken my jaw in three places, broken my gnaw, my nose. And had totally crushed the entire right side of my head, uh, the orbital upper and lower eye socket behind the eye socket, nose and jaw, uh, had a detached retina of the right eye. went to the hospital, they iced it down, and uh, I had to wait to go through surgery, so I went through like 10 and a half hours of uh, reconstructive facial surgery, and went home with a pirate's patch over my right eye telling me that I was uh, detached right in the right eye, blind, would never see out of it again, and uh, get healed. So I went home, and I accepted that, Mary Beth, that I was going to be blind, and uh, with the patch on the right eye, and they had braces all over the right side of my head so that when I slept, I wouldn't roll over and push all the bones back in and all the Teflon work that they had done. Majority of the cheek was redone in Teflon. And uh, so I was home, Mary Beth, and I was home for two or three days. And I thought, this is really crazy. Wow, you know, you're you, you, you've gotten through all of this so far with the subconscious mind. You knew that you were, you didn't want to check out and cross over right now. You knew that you had to be here for a reason. Uh, I had to be here for the children. I had to be here to grow in my career. And uh, so I took the patch off of the right eye and put it over my left eye. And at the time I told my wife, I said that uh, keep all of the children's toys picked up, I said, because I'm not going to go out of the house until I can see out of this right eye. (laughs) Pretty amazing, huh?
3: It's incredibly amazing.
0: And uh, it was about two months. I stumbled around the house in pajamas for about two months. And I walked out, feeling my way through the house every day. Walked out through the living room, dining room, and into the kitchen. There was a set of glass sliding doors in the kitchen. And I remember looking down, (laughs) looking. When When I walked out, I felt like a brightness. I could see like a brightness out of my right eye. And I thought, whoa, what's going on? And as I stood there and tried to focus it in, I couldn't see the figures. But I could see the two shadows of my children playing in front of that glass sliding patio doors when the sun was coming through. And I couldn't make out detail, but I saw shadow. And from that moment on, I knew that I had it and that I was definitely doing what I was doing. And, you know, for that entire two months, I just did uh, utilize visualization techniques, seeing myself with my face as if it was never hit, never scarred, never touched, visualizing myself uh acting and talking as if nothing had happened, seeing myself in the perfect realm of health that I had been, prior to that accident or incident. Mm-hmm. I really call it, and it's not really an accident or an incident, Mary Beth, it was actually a learning curve, it was a learning procedure. And a lot of times we in life have to go through different things to learn to become stronger and better at what we do. Mm-hmm. In my particular case, I think it was a learning curve to be able to uh, help other people realize that the amount of potential that they have in them and they decide to use their gift in that subconscious mind. You know, the subconscious mind acts out images. If you go back to the Chinese philosophy, move direction, dominant thought. You know, we already knew about that concept in this country, Mary Beth. We move direction, dominant thought. Come on, it's simple. We know it. But we only know it on different terminology. Like the rich become richer and the poor become poorer. It's moving direction of dominant thought. The fat become fatter, the thin become thinner. The rich become richer, the poor become poorer. It's where are you concentrating? We're moving in direction of dominant thought. Dominant thought is our miracle. We can create miracles in our life every day because yeah. we're given that gift from birth. But it's never explained to us that we have that gift. We go through life halfway. Functioning on this analytical ability, doing what everyone else is doing. Make a long story short, within three months after my accident, the pouch was on the left eye, the right eye came back, the vision was good. It started blurry, it got better, it got better, and every day I visualize that miracle, that it's going to be better and better. And I actually went from the patch retina, right eye, into 20-20 vision. Back by uh, by the time we got into 1983, mid 1983, the fall of '83, I was back in the 2020 vision. When I went to the doctor, the eye doctor, after my two-month checkup after the accident, there. I'm sorry, I think it was a four-month after the accident. When I went in there, I had the patch and I put the patch over my left eye and I made him test my vision with the right eye. And he forgot what eye I was blinded in because he was the one that had determined and told me I was blinded in the right eye. So I went in with the patch on the left eye. He didn't look at the chart. Hey Robert, how you doing? Da 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 sit down in the chair, let's see what you got going. And he moved the machine up in front of me and I'm giving him and I'm and I'm taking the eye test with the right eye. And he said, it's really a shame about your left eye. His name was Dr. McBride. I said, no, Doc. I said, you tested the eye that I was blinded, and I took the patch off. And he tested both eyes, and he couldn't believe it. And I'm going to tell you right now, like I heard it yesterday. He said to me, you know, Robert, he said, this is nothing short of a miracle.
3: (laughs) It absolutely is a miracle. Robert, we're going to take a quick break here, and when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation okay. about creating miracles, okay? Yes. Thank you. This is Mary Beth Lodge. I'm the Voice America.
2: You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Lodge at gmail.com. Now back to What Matters.
3: Thank you for joining me this morning on What Matters. Our guest is Robert Otto, the president and CEO of the International Medical and Dental Hypnotherapy Association, and he's been sharing with us the power of hypnosis to create miracles, really, in our lives. Robert, go ahead with your your story of of healing. You created vision in an eye that you were told would be blind. What other kinds of healing occurred for you? Pardon me? It... What, are, what other kinds of healing occurred for you as you worked through those, those miracles?
0: Oh, it was you know it... actually all of all of the all of the bone and tissue and everything healed healed very nicely. Uh, I was left with absolutely zero zero scars. Uh, you know, from the trauma and/or even from the surgery, oh, I, I was left with no scars at all. You know, what it and and again, all of this comes back to the functioning purpose of the subconscious mind that every one of us has within us. You know, I, I like to think, Mary Beth, of the subconscious mind. If 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 you and the uh, audience could just take one second. And just think about uh, a piece of property, any piece of property anywhere in the world. And just visualize or picture, think or imagine about that piece of property that the weeds were all grown up around and above the windows and the roof was falling off and the windows were broken out because it didn't have good property management. Just think about that for a second. Then you bring a property management team in and they paint the house and fix the windows and put a new roof on it and cut the grass and you look at it and it's very well manicured because it has the the proper property management team. When dealing with the subconscious mind, the subconscious mind is actually like your body's property management team, okay? Without being connected to that subconscious mind, things are just going to fall apart and not stay together. Uh, you're going to have a lot of ups and downs in your life. There's going to be things coming into your life that you can't control, uh, whether it be physically or mentally, uh, physiologically. If you don't have the property management team, it's never going to stay glued together and look, act, and feel perfectly the way that it should. Basically, that's what the subconscious mind is. That's our body and our life's management once we learn how to connect with that and direct and give it demanding or commanding thoughts, you know, it's been stated that it's a proven psychological fact. This is very interesting too. It's a proven psychological fact that any image, idea, or concept that is ever repeated to you, by you, or through you. So, in other words, anything repeated to you, by you, or through you, for 30 days or more, automatically becomes what is known as a subconscious acting habit. The subconscious mind acts out. It can act out pain and woe is me and I'll never be able to correct this problem. I'd never be able to have that job. I'll never become sin. I'll never be able to make that money. It also borders on the line of what we call the law of attraction. Likes attract likes. What you think about all day long, you become. So, you know, when someone has challenges in their life and if they have to heal something physically, perhaps someone's listening with an ailment in their leg and they have a limp. Perhaps someone has arthritis in their hands or their wrists and their elbows and they can't move the way that they should be. We can accept that consciously with half of our gift and go through the remaining of life living with those ailments. Or we can actually begin to focus on free movement. We can focus on being pain-free. We can lie in bed at night with our eyes closed and we can visualize our, our bodies being perfectly healed. Just, they were, just the way they were before anything had ever happened. We can visualize ourselves being a new, thin, slim, trim person. We can visualize ourselves being surrounded by people we like as a healthy, happy, clean, pure, refreshed, non-smoking individual. We can visualize ourselves receiving and getting the promotions. You know, I don't want to work for any company. I want to be the president. So what's so bad and wrong with that? I don't want to be the one... Uh, you know, put, put pushing a shovel or a broom. I want to be the one that owns the company that tells somebody to go tell somebody to go push a broom. We have that choice. We don't have to settle for things in life that we don't want. We need a miracle in our life. A miracle is a picture. A miracle is a direction to move in. A miracle is the law of attraction. Picture your miracle every day and someday you're going to be your miracle. I would never go to work for anybody that said, I'm going to pay you X, Y, Z dollars a week or a month. I would never do that. I would never do that. I would rather have the free reins to say, let me show you how good I am, and then you tell me what you're going to pay me. (laughs) I would never, ever, ever go to work for anybody for any dollar amount. I wouldn't do that. That's not my structure, because I know I can do miracles, do miracles wherever I go. Even if it's in my own mind, it's a miracle. You understand?
3: Robert, how would you, you have such incredible enthusiasm and you, you live from this place of excitement in your life. And yet, when you, when you talked about coming home from the hospital and you were told that you would be blind and you accepted that, although it was, it was momentary. I, I heard that. It was two days. Right, how, did, right. how did you move yourself from a place that, to me, would be discouraging to a place of power? I can do this. I can create this miracle. How did you I'm move?
0: Gonna, I'm going to tell, tell you how and why I did that, because I actually wanted to prove, I wanted to prove the eye doctor and the eye surgeon wrong. I thought, how great would that be if I could prove him wrong? That you, you don't have to stand over me and tell me that you're going to have control over me and you're going to tell me that I'm never going to see out of, the, out, of that, out of that eye again. Who are you to tell me what I can do and what I can't do? And I'm going to prove to you that you, sir, you're wrong because you're not telling me what to do. I wouldn't accept that. I just would not accept it.
3: You so know? actually, there was a, a very small spark of anger. Don't tell uh, me. Uh, yes, there don't could have too?
0: been. Yes, because again, I'm the type of individual. You know, you could ask me to do something. I'll do it for you if you tell mm-hmm. me. No. No. Yeah. No.
3: Yeah.
0: And I'm. I. I don't. I don't take the. That's why I didn't ever really want a job anywhere <laughs> because mm-hmm. I can't take directions. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe I have a problem with the of people. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but again, you know, all of this. All of this adds up, Mary Beth. All yeah. of this adds. uh, I'm not sure what the reasoning is, but it all adds up to that with me having that kind of an attitude, it afforded me a career that I could go out and help literally hundreds of thousands of people learn about their inner given gifted ability. Had I accepted the time clock carrier lunch to work in a bag kind of a job, I would never have had that opportunity. You understand? Mm-hmm. I would have been no different than anyone else working in that factory. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't settle for that. I don't want to have mediocrity in my life. That's not the way that I am. I feel that 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 I'm here for a reason. I feel that I'm here to help people understand in a very basic, easy way the fundamentals that they they the the fundamental uses that they have of their gifts. And I think that it's probably one of the reasons that I'm here is to uh, to share that gift with people and to make them understand and know and realize that, man, don't ever paint yourself in a corner. Get a miracle. Picture it every day. Uh, yeah, there could have been a little anger back there, but, again, I don't want to be told. I don't want someone dictating to me what I had to do with the remainder of my life when it came to vision. Let me be in charge of that. Yeah? hmm <laughs> And uh, and the exact words were, this is nothing short of a miracle. It's, r- it's rang through my head since 1983. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, nothing short of a miracle, Robert. <laughs>
3: and, and what incredible reinforcement for your belief in miracles that well, sure. from the outside people recognize the miracle and acknowledge that. Yeah. Now, you, you've touched so many lives, and yet I think that every one of us is able to touch lives. No matter where we work or how we do things, you know, what our call is, we touch
0: lives. Well, of course. There's people that have callings that are called to go to work to do things that I wouldn't want to go do, and, and, and I'm doing things that they wouldn't want to do. Of course not. There There are people that that a lot, uh, America's industry wouldn't run. These factories wouldn't run if they didn't have people in there who were answering their own inner calling. You understand? Mm-hmm. I just i just knew that that was not mine. That was not my calling, you know? Uh, I, and I wasn't really sure what it was. It took me from, you know, it took me from out of high school in 1969 all the way up to 1970. It took me 10 or 12 years to find out what I was going to do. -hmm. I was really a slacker when it came to what are you going to do, because a lot of guys came out of school and went to work and had had ten years in their careers already, and I was still slacking.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Robert, we have just a couple of minutes left in the program, and I just I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today for sharing your incredible miracle and the incredible information about the use of the subconscious mind and how powerful we are that we really can create miracles. And I just appreciate you and and honor you for the kind of work that you've done and the information you share and continue to share
0: with everyone. Well, thank you so much. It was an honor to be here. (laughs) Um, So, I
3: just want to take now all of this information to our listeners and to remind you that every one of you can create a miracle within your life and in the lives of the people you touch. So I'm going to ask you, as I do every week, consider the story that you heard today. And are you now more than ever in awe of just how powerful the mind is and the incredible things that are impossible when you know how to use your mind? And do you truly appreciate how powerful you really are? Now, how will you take this information into your world? How are you changed because of what you heard today? How will you apply what you have heard here today to make a positive difference in your world? Who will you touch And how will you have a positive influence on them because of what you have experienced here today? I want to thank you for listening today. And again, thank you, Robert, for being on the call. And to everyone who's been listening today, make it a great day. You truly deserve it.
2: Thanks again for joining us for What Matters. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll help you continue to make a difference next week. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation.